Amen. Y'all, we've been talking about 2024 is the year of what? Vindication. 2024 is the year of what? Vindication. 2024 is the year of what? And we're going to have a conference coming up in March. Uh, we call it V2 Third Power, Vindication, Validation, and Victory. Vindication, Validation, and Victory. I don't have time to go back over everything that we were talking about in this series. This is probably number four or number five or something like that, number four in this series. So you got to go back and listen. But one of the things we found out is that the reason people behave, the function of their behavior, or what's behind what they're doing behaviorally, many times, especially when it's weird or goofy, has to do with this idea that people want to be validated or vindicated. Validated and vindicated. Everybody say validated. Everybody say vindicated. I don't know, the younger people, y'all probably don't know the song, but it was a lyric that said, everybody plays the fool sometimes. You ever played the fool sometimes? You ever did something so silly, so stupid, so foolish, you're like, what was I doing? Yeah. A lot of times it's in relationships, right? I called that girl 10 times in a row. What was that about? My wife, for 32 years, I think I did call her 10 times in a row. She was so pretty, so cute, I just couldn't, couldn't help myself. Y'all, let's honor my wife for 32 years. Love that girl. Love her. Y'all, she is prettier today than she was when I met her. That's true. I don't know how she does that. I don't, I'm not just saying that. That's true. But validation, vindication, it's what people want. So Wednesday, we, we, we shared like 10 things. Uh, how do you know if you're searching, searching for vindication and validation? Uh, and I'll just read them. Number one, it, you, you're... You look for excessive approval, seeking from people, people-pleasing behaviors, number two, need for external validation all the time, compliments, did I do it good, did I do it all right, lack of self-confidence, oversharing personal information, oversharing. I tell you young people, if somebody meets you this morning, they shouldn't know your whole life story by this evening. But people do that, don't they? Trying to rush things along, oversharing, man. All right? And it's because people seek for validation. Excessive social media engagement. Yeah, hours and hours on there. Living in the virtual world is not even real. Comparison and envy. People seeking validation frequently compare themselves and envy other people's accomplishments or what they have. Number eight, fear of criticism or approval, disapproval, difficulty making decisions, and fragile self-esteem. We talked about that these are some of the signs that you seek vindication or validation. Here are my two scriptures today. 
Number one, in Psalm 17 and 2, I'm sorry, Desani, and one of them I didn't give you yet. And that's 1 Peter 2 and 7, so find that one. But Psalm 17 and 2, it says, let my vindication come from you. And I add, always add, oh Lord, that's who he's talking to. Let my validation come from you, God. That's what David said. Let my vindication come from you. Why? Because you see what is right. So often we're trying to get from other people what only God can give us. And I will add, when God gives it to you, it will satisfy. 1 Peter 2 and 7 says this, Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, talking about Jesus, but to those who are disobedient, the son, the stone which the builders rejected, is talking about Jesus, has become the chief cornerstone. The stone that the builders rejected. You see, it's not the end of the story. They rejected Jesus. And most of us feel like, I've been rejected, that's it. But that's not the end. The stone which the builders rejected, thank you, Desani, it is the New King James, I forgot to tell you. The stone which the builders rejected has become, everybody say become. There is a time between your rejection and the time you become something. That's why I love talking to those young adults. Because they're still in that becoming stage. They're not there yet. But they can become. Now most people in their life have been through some type of rejection. If you've ever experienced rejection on any level, let me see him. Didn't make the football team, didn't make the basketball team, didn't make the cheerleading squad, they, they didn't like you at school, you wasn't cool, you wasn't in the in crowd, you was rejected out for a scholarship, you was rejected in the military, you was rejected, you tried to be a fireman, you couldn't be a fireman, you tried to be a police officer, couldn't be a police officer, then you just settled to be an e EMT. It's kind of how it works. A lot of EMTs was trying to be firemen. They couldn't make it. But rejection, yeah, couldn't be a doctor, so I was a nurse. That's okay. Rejection is part of it. Rejection goes with it. Rejection is a part of life. You're going to be rejected. Amen? You're going to have rejection. But the Bible says the stone that the builders rejected became something. Became the chief cornerstone. What does that mean? It means when everybody was treating you like you was the bottom of the shoe, you become the head. Y'all know Michael Jordan was rejected, kicked off a team, didn't make a team? Y'all know that? Yeah. Do y'all know that, um, What's his name? Tom Brady. Y'all know Tom Brady was the third, fourth string quarterback? <laughs> yeah. You can be rejected and still make it. You ought to give God some praise for that. You can be rejected and still become somebody. Do you know why? Because people are not your source. Come on, somebody. Do you know why? Because people are not God. Come on, somebody. If you stop trusting in people and put, oh, I wish I had somebody, and put your trust in God, 
You can be rejected like Jesus was and still become the chief. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all would like that experience? You know why? Because there's something in you that craves vindication. And vindication is sweet. Oh, it's sweet. When the person that used to bully you in elementary got to drive you around. Come on, somebody. Becomes your limo driver. Oh, oh, it's so sweet. It's so sweet when the dude that rejected you, when you asked him to go to the prom. Come on, somebody. Had to watch you on TV opening up your sixth boutique because now you're a multimillionaire. And he's like, Dad, I should have went for her. Somebody say amen. Vindication and validation can be sweet. So we were talking about Joseph. There's no other story in the Bible of vindication so sweet as Joseph. So let's go back there real quick because I want to point out some other stuff to you about Joseph. And then we'll go back to Moses uh, on Wednesday night. But this is so true. I want to say again, I have to constantly say this because we got new people. The Bible is an allegorical, uh, um, mostly not allegorical, it's historical. Joseph was a real person. His father was a real person. I mean, his brothers was a real person. The reason you got Israel right now over there fighting is because these were real people. These were not, it's not mythology. Amen. Thor, Thor doesn't have any relatives in the earth. Amen. Do you understand that? Yeah, Greek mythology is mythology. But the Bible is real. It's real people. It's real places. Somebody say amen. Did the Bible talk about Israel? Is Israel still going on right now? All right. So the Bible is real. Somebody say it's real. It's not fictional. So this man named Joseph, he was, he was a young, young, young boy. And uh, let's look at uh, 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 chapter 37 one more time. So here's the, here's the summation of, of Joseph. Let's go to 39 uh, and start at verse 1, 39. But at 37, uh, uh, it said Joseph dreamed a dream. So he had this dream. He had a dream. Anybody got a dream? Anybody got a vision for your life? Something you want to do and be? Yeah. You in the play right here? You've been bothering me the whole time. The Lord been talking to me about you. I'm, don't let me forget at the end. He, he has something to say to you. Yeah. Yeah. You got a dream. Anybody got one? He had one. And a dream can happen or not happen. It could be a fantasy. It could be what we call subjective truth. Just you and your own little world thinking. I'm going to be the next American Idol, but you can't hold a tune in the bucket, right? That's a subjective dream that can never come to pass. Well, I can't say that because auto-tune has helped a lot of people. I heard the girl, Billie Eilish, I was like, oh, gosh. How is she famous? But your dream, if it's God-given, everybody say God-given. How do you know if it's a God-given dream? Because you had it when you were six. And then you kept it when you were seven. And then when you was 12, it came back up. 
And then when he was 14, he came back. He just keeps coming up. And then outside of you, teachers and other people start saying, have you ever thought about, and then it had to do with your dream. And then you went to church and a pastor, somebody gave you a word about your dream. And then you, it just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. Coaches saw it. Other people started seeing that this was what you were about. That's a dream from God. Somebody say amen. So he had this dream from God, and the Bible says his brothers hated him for it. They tried to kill him. They did. But one brother said, that's not kill him, that's to sell him. They sold him into slavery to the Ishmaelites. So you want to talk about rejection. He was rejected. And he, had, he was rejected by his dad. He was rejected by his brothers. He was rejected by his mother. And now he is off somewhere, Nesta, by himself in a foreign land where none of his family is. Sound for me? What do I do? How can I survive? During Christmas when you don't have no relatives with you, what are you doing? Most people are having pity parties. When his mother's there, father's there. You know, we have this at our church. Your daddy abandoned you. You didn't have a good relationship with your mother. How do you respond to rejection? Mm -hmm. Must be nice. It seemed like Joseph had none of this in him because he did not allow the rejection to stop him. And he didn't overneed validation from all these other people so that he could feel normal or feel right. And y'all, I guarantee you, if he had lived during the social media time, he probably wouldn't have had one because he don't need it. Somebody say amen. I don't need somebody to like a burger that I ate two months ago and all that. Yeah, I don't care. Somebody say amen. So Joseph, he's an anomaly because he have all the earmarks of mental health, depression, suicidal ideation. Your family has rejected you. They sold you into slavery. He, he was rich with his dad. Now he's poor. He doesn't own anything. Now he's working for other rich people. How do you keep your mind? I know what you do. Bro, let's get a joint. Let's blaze up. See, this Friday. What do we do to cope? Come on, let's get some cognac. Let's get some drink. What do we do to cope? Here you go calling Leroy. You know Leroy ain't right. It's cold. It's, it's late. I got Netflix. You want to chill? What do we do to cope? We're rejection. Y'all, am I in the house today? Because rejection is a real thing. And we dress a certain way to prove something. We buy cars we can't afford, like I did, trying to prove something. Somebody say amen. We do all kind of stuff trying to prove something, talk a certain way, walk a certain way, whatever swag means, we try to get some of that, whatever, 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 whatever. whatever. We try to get all that stuff. You know, I'm, with eyelashes, eyebrows on fleek, all that stupid stuff. Buying stuff we can't afford, purses we shouldn't have. Y'all, you shouldn't have a Louis Vuitton purse and you rent an apartment. 
Why do people do that? For validation, vindication. Because they feel rejected. They want to feel accepted. And so we got Joseph. And uh, me and my wife got into a conversation. And this is going to be real good. Some of y'all didn't know this. But let's look at 39, verse 1. Just talking about him. How do I get through rejection? How does he get through rejection? He's totally been rejected. He's totally been treated unfairly. We talked about that Wednesday. What about when you're treated unfairly? Anybody ever got treated unfairly? Anybody ever been a victim of racism? Or discrimination? Or sexism? Huh? How are we to respond to that? Spend our whole life crusading with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson? And Quanell X? About justice and getting our rights? How should we respond to that? Let's see what Joseph did. Because he was done wrong, he was done dirty, he was discriminated against. They were racist against the Jews. All of the things that we can think of. Now Joseph had been taken down to Potiphar. Potiphar owned him now. Listen. Because he bought him from the Ishmaelites. Anybody ever been bought? You ever been a slave? Think about how bad we think our stuff is. Have you been a slave? You out there picking cotton last night? Got whipped by master? Somebody owns the papers on you? Anybody? So this is what it, the shape this guy was in. But watch how he comes to the top. He's owned by another Egyptian. Listen to this. But verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph. Y'all, this, this is all I want to tell you. Especially all my young adults here. You know, we had so many young adults in our gappers group last week. They were standing up on the wall. We couldn't get them in there. I think God trying to tell me something. That's my, that's my group right there. Somebody say amen. But let me tell you something. Y'all, as long as you got God with you. So this is what you got to do. What do I have to do to get God with me and to keep him with me all the way through? What do I have to do to get with God. Because see, it don't matter where you are. If God's with you, he can take you from the bottom to the top in no time. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. So the Bible says God was with him. Yeah? The Lord was with him and he was prosperous. Stuff we was talking about. It's called covenant. He was in the house of his master. Now I want you to see that verse 1. Okay. It says that Potiphar was an officer. So everybody in this story, in this account, experienced rejection. I want you to see this. On down the line, we see his wife, and she got problems. Look at verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast long eyes on Joseph. What does that mean? She was H-word. Hungry for Joseph. Hungry. What word were you thinking of? Gosh. Dirty-minded people. She was hungry for Joseph. Y'all see this? There's a reason, though. We're going to share it with you in a minute. She cast long eyes at Joseph and said, lie with me. 
One translation says, come have sex with me. And don't raise your hand, but how many brothers have had that happen to you in the last week? Girl just like, please, please, please. She begging this dude. Which would have been a slave's dream come to pass. Because when you own by a master, you can't have no girlfriend. You can't go on no dates. Come on, somebody. And brothers be talking about, yeah, because you know people got needs. We never heard brothers say that, right? Just keep looking straight ahead. This man was young man. He was in his prime. And he woke up with a reminder every day that he was in his prime. Brothers, y'all know what I'm talking about? And here's this woman who's going after him. Watch what happens. But he refused. And he kept refusing, of course. So look at verse 11. But it happened about the time when Joseph went into the house to do his work that none of the men was in the house. And she said again, lie with me. And he fled and ran outside. And so it was that when he, she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and, and fled outside, that she called the men to the house and she spoke to them and said, see, this, uh, he has brought to, into us a Hebrew. Who's the he she's talking about? Her husband. Yeah, it's her husband's fault. To mock us, he came to me to lie with me, basically tried to rape me, and I cried out with a loud voice. Hmm. Sound like some love and hip-hop stuff or something, right? This is some drama. But everybody in this passage had been rejected. Watch this. Let's go back to verse 1 of this chapter. This is so good. Yeah, I just preached it for this one nugget right here. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer. Now, we go right over that word officer. But if you look it up in the Hebrew, it means that that word officer is translated eunuch. If you served in the court of a king, right, or the pharaoh, you were around his women. He had harems. Do y'all understand this? Are y'all thinking with me? Do y'all know what a harem is? Y'all don't know what a harem is. Okay, a harem is, um, it's like 100 women at his disposal. Beautiful. That he can have at any time. He also has his queen, but he has concubines. He has all these other women that he can be with at any time. Okay? Now, if a full-blooded, full-throated man was going to be around the women, what could happen? No, what could happen? They can get pregnant. He can have sex with them. He can rape them. He can get into all kinds of stuff. So when, they had, when the king had other men in his household, around his daughter, around his wife, around his harems, he castrated those men. This is how it always worked. And if you look at those, those, those movies, those videos, you always see those men, even in the movie Esther, I mean, they, they pretty much say it, right? So they were tending to Esther and all the women, the harem of the king, and she said something about men, and, and on, on the one movie we saw, he said, oh, ain't no men in here, baby. And he was a man. 
He said, you won't find no men in here. What, what he meant was they had been castrated. So if you were an officer in that court, you were castrated. Now, my wife said, well, what are you doing with a wife? And he castrated. Well, watch this, y'all. This is so good. This is so good. This is so good. This is so good. He, he didn't start off an officer. And so many times, even in our world, come on, somebody, men will give up all kind of stuff to get to the next level. Are we hearing this in the media right now? Somebody named Puff. Somebody, boy, it's people like, I don't, you ask celebrity, you ever been to Puff? I don't even know who you're talking about. I don't, Puff who? I don't know about You say Puff the Magic Dragon? I don't know no Puffy. Don't nobody want to know him now? <laughs> no, you've been to that park. I saw you in the park. You went to one of the rooms. I ain't never been to Puff that park. But men who are married to get to the next level, they'll castrate themselves. So Potiphar was castrated. He could not perform. And y'all, we, did we search it out? Because I, I told my wife, I already knew this. I preached this years ago. But she was interested in it. And I started, I kept showing her. You can look it up, Google it. He could not perform, most likely he could not perform sexually with his wife. This is why his wife, so then now his wife is experiencing rejection. So what you supposed to do? So now she out there just trying to get somebody to accept her. Come on, somebody. It's still about validation. Then she goes to the slave that she know. I mean, I know this dude going to be with me. And he rejects her. Come on, somebody. Well, what could she have done? She could have done the same thing Sarah did. You know, you know Abraham was dead. Y'all know what dead mean? Men, you know what dead mean? They go to get the blue pill because people be dead. Y'all understand that? Abraham was dead, but they believed God, and Abraham came back alive. Come on, somebody. And she just got with the God of the Bible. Yeah? And she would just trust God. That's why David said, my vindication comes from you. If you're a husband, a wife, in a situation, and y'all, that's a bad situation to be in when your spouse ain't. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? You know, we got children in, but when one, when one of them, because there's only two, and somebody like this, and the other person like, mm-mm, what do you do? That's rejection, right? Everybody wants validation. Everybody wants vindication. So what happens? Joseph say, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm loyal to my God. Young people, step number one, if you want God to stay with you, stay with him in every area, primarily the moral area. Now, most young adults won't do that because the culture says you don't have to. The culture says you can do whatever. But you want to understand how you can get blessed? Come on, somebody. Stay with God. Come on, somebody. That means when you go out on dates, stay with God. Come on, somebody. That means when you're with him or her, have somebody else with you. Oh, well, non-sexually. Somebody say amen. 
Because we got a lot of stuff going on right now. Is that true? You know, I got four children, and we raised them. And y'all, some people think we were strict. We did it. We weren't as strict as people think. But you know how four of our children, adults, are still virgins? One got married this summer as a virgin. Come on, let me hear you something. You can do it. No, let me say, you cannot do it. But why are we even doing that? For validation. The rejection, the trauma that happens, it creates this hole for validation. Does it? Used to be a saying years ago that men use romance to get sex. Women use sex to get romance. Most girls I know, teenagers I know, they weren't planning on doing whatever, but they just, he said, if I love him and I want to keep him, I don't want him to reject me, leave me. So I got to do this or I got to do that. Vindication. So what did Joseph do? He rejected. Who vindicated him? God. What did he do in the meantime? He stayed with God. God was with him, and God prospered him at every stage. But ultimately, he winds up second in command to the Pharaoh. He became the authority over everybody that mistreated him including his brothers. His dad rebuked him. They had to come to him. Potiphar, who was an officer in the court of Pharaoh, wonder where he was. Was he under Joseph at the end or above Joseph? He's under. What about his thank wife? Come on, somebody. Who lied on him? She's under him. Oh, yeah. There's a scripture, I was listening to The Power of Imagination, that last one uh, that we had to listen to this week that we preached a few months ago. You know that scripture about he'll lift you out of the dung heap. He wants to do that for you. God's desire for everybody in this room is to lift you up to the place where you're supposed to be. Jesus came, he said, I came seeking to seek and to save that which was lost. Sin caused us to lose something. But he wanted to put you back. You know, there's a song in the 80s, B.B. and C.C. Winans got famous singing it. Lord, lift us up where we Belong. See, we're not where we belong. And we teach people all the time. Some wife sitting there letting some dude punch her lights out. Baby, you better love yourself. Get some, what's the D word we always use over here? Get some dignity. My God. And single girl. You better not be letting no dude that, that's your boyfriend beat on you. Yeah. 
Are you crazy? You better get back up where you belong. It's called dignity. Hello? Validation of vindication. 24. The year 2024 is the year of vindication. Some of us have become bitter and vindictive. And Joseph never did. When his brothers finally saw him, they were so afraid. Why were they afraid? Now he has authority. What, what, what could he do? He could have had him killed. Order. Hey, hands off. <laughs> they were so afraid. But if you keep your soul right, no matter what's going on, they, were go they was going to kill him. They sold him into slavery, threw him down a well, sold him to the Ishmaelites. Potiphar bought him from them, made him the captain in his house. His wife tried to seduce him, Joseph. He rejected her. She cried rape. They threw him into jail. He, he went to the top in jail. What do I do? So number two, young adults. All right? I stay pure sexually like he did. That's how I can keep God with me and keep prospering. But number two, he outworked the competition. Daniel and his friends in the first chapter of Daniel, it said they were ten times better. So the second point is outperform. Outperform everybody. Outperform anybody. Find, work on your skill. In the meantime, work on, work on what you can do. You know, we don't see so many uh, child prodigies anymore playing the piano, playing instruments, because they're, they're on social media, they're doing this and that. They don't have time. Y'all, take time to work on yourself. Take time to work on your skill. That's what he did. And he rose to the top. Let's find that scripture. I want to I read that, and then we're going. Let's go to um, Genesis 50 and 20. Was this good? I only gave you a piece because I know we got to get back. I only gave you a piece. Plaid dress, don't, don't let me forget. I got something for you. I do. When they finally saw Joseph, they were so afraid. <laughs> you know, the same people that mistreated you, the Bible says he'll, he'll make the enemies your footstool. That means they'll bow before you. The same thing he had in the dream that they will bow, they actually did it. Look at verse... Uh, <laughs> Look at verse 18. Look at verse, go back to 18. Isn't it sweet victory when you're vindicated? When the very thing you said would happen actually happens? Richard, uh, what is it, Venus and Serena uh, Williams. Richard Williams, when there was two little nappy head girls in, uh, in the hood in Los Angeles. In Compton, and that where they're from? He said they're going to go to Wimbledon one day. Didn't nobody believe him? You think he got vindicated? When he was at Wimbledon and held up the sign, 
He's saying that, you know, the whole theme of this year is 2024, the year of vindication. Shh. You don't have to say a thing. Because when God vindicates you, you ain't got to say nothing. And he ain't saying nothing. You know, he had a son. I told you. All them years. I told you. You didn't believe me. I told you. Listen to what happens. You know, this is so good to me. 18. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face. If you go back to 37, what are you saying? We're going to bow down before you? What's the answer? Yes. But by 50, they bowed down before his face. This is so good. And said, behold, we're your servants. He didn't try to get vindication from anybody else. Where did it come from? Look at what he said, Joseph. He said to them, do not be afraid, because they was afraid. He said, I'm in the place of God. Oh, God. Y'all, don't be afraid. As long as you are in the place of God, y'all, your enemies can't do nothing to you but help you get where you're going if you just stay in the place of God. Don't let the rejection make you go back and smoke weed, make you go back and drink 40, make you go back and have sex with Leroy and Susie and Sally. Stay with God for as long as you're in the place of God. You're going to win. Look what he said, 20. I ain't got time to hoop it out. Where my organism? Oh, man, see, you missed it. Go sit down, sit down. But as for you, he didn't lie to him. He said, I knew what y'all was doing. (laughs) He said, you meant evil against me. See, that's why your enemies can't hurt you. No matter what they mean against you. Gina, wife, how many people said, we with you, we going to help you when we start the church. How many people, how many people, well, who we, so we with you, Pastor. Who we love the vision, we know it. When we was back at the clubhouse, come on, somebody. When we was down at the storefront, who we with you, we with you. And then turned around, did evil. But y'all, I love them, I forgive them. If you see them, tell them they can come to the new place because they mean it for evil. But God, come on, somebody. He turned it around for good. He'll turn it around, y'all. I'm talking God to do it. You're looking for Uncle John. Uncle John did it for my brother. He did it for my sister. It's unfair. He didn't do it for me. Forget Uncle John. Somebody say amen. You better put your trust in God. Uncle John rejected me. He liked my sister. The stones that the builders rejected became. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you how it works. Everybody wants validation because everybody been rejected. You ever been divorced? Don't raise your hand. That's rejection. That's somebody saying, I don't love you no more. I don't want to be with you no more. You know how many people's lives end right there? Baby, you better put your trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5. Come on, trust in the Lord. The only reason you know it is because of Todd Delaney's song. Some of y'all don't know the scripture. 
I go trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Yeah, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in all your ways. And he will, he will, he will, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He will. Direct your path. Don't worry about the people. Hear the popular preachers. Don't worry about your haters. Now, y'all ain't going to preach about your haters every Sunday night. But I am going to preach about them today because we all got them. Don't worry about them. You can mean it for evil against me. <laughs> but God mean it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Devil can't do nothing to you. Enemies can't do nothing to you. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care how you grew up. I don't care who molested you. Who did you wrong. Who did you dirty. I don't care who oppressed you. Verbally abused you. Mentally confused you. Sexually misused you. Put your trust in God. He will validate you. But that process, it don't happen overnight. See, that's the thing. It does take time. It does take time. But he will. <laughs> He'll do it. He will. You got to trust him. And you young people, I know it. You ain't lived long enough. You, you haven't even lived through a season yet. If you're 20s and you want everything right now, everything right now, everything right now, it just don't come. Everybody our age, when it happened fast, Gina, I need you. You remember when we first got married? Yo, when we first got married, we ain't had nothing, bro. Nothing. We moved to our first apartment. What we had? Nothing. <laughs> we were sleeping. We were so happy for that apartment, sleeping on the floor. Do we have a mattress? No. Not at first. I'm getting heebie-jeebies because the first mattress we had was used. When the Gina, mm -hmm. they ain't had no plastic mattress covers back then. That was nasty. Could have had bed bugs. We sleeping on the floor. But watch this, young people. This what mess y'all up, bro. In the back, you see your friends <laughs> zooming past you, bro. How you driving a Maybach at twenty six? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, you know, I just. <laughs> Here we were. Everybody, I'm going to tell you this, young people, listen to me. Everybody in our life that was doing that, moving fast, 
We had a friend, they got married. Uh, up there where we was, I told him not to marry. He married her, bought, built a beautiful house. I mean, a nice neighborhood, like a gated community. We was like all 23. It was like, bruh. What happened to them? Five years later, she serves in divorce papers. Other people we knew. Moving fast. We in that, we in all, y'all know where Broadway Square was? They tore down. We was over there in Broadway Square. And I little. And then finally, when we got, got some furniture, it was you, somebody had in their storage. And every time you sit on it, dust would come up. I'm talking about a cloud of dust. You remember that? Yes. And my sister, you, I think you can relate to this. People looked at us and shook their shook they head. I think you can relate to this. Other people in our family said, look at so-and-so now. Look at so-and-so. At least they got a trailer. You don't remember that, do you? <laughs> Everybody's shaking their head at us. Because we took a stand, my sister, and said when, when she started having babies, it, it would be my sole income. She wouldn't work no more. And people start telling us, it, it take two, baby. These the 90s, it take two. And we weren't doing as good. But, bro, you know what we kept doing? We stayed with God. And now, you know we passed all them people up? Come on, somebody. Number one, we still married. Some of them on their second, third marriage because they was trying to move too fast. Come on, somebody. Hello? Now we live in our dream house on the lake. From Mercedes and Alexa. Come on, somebody. God paid for it all. Somebody say amen. Don't worry about my, and, and, and my growing up, my mom and them, them old people, they said, don't worry about what nobody else got because you don't know what they had to do to get it. Full circle message. Back to who? Puff Daddy. What did they have to do to get it? Tell somebody, I ain't doing that stuff now. I ain't doing that to get nothing. Contract, nothing. Somebody say amen. amen. My sister, the Lord told me, number one, you're a leader. Number two, you got entrepreneurship on you. I don't know you. Do I know you? You've been thinking about your own business? You have a business. And God told me to tell you, you got any millionaires in your family? Millionaires in your family, you'll be the first one. Somebody say amen. Somebody give it up. Everybody stand on your feet. How many of y'all say I want to stay in your will? How many of y'all say I'm going to stay in his will no matter what? That's what Joseph did. Don't get out of his will to validate anything or to get vindication. Every head bowed, every eye closed.